0: hey everybody it's mike martin thanks for being here today appreciate you listening it's been a long week good earnings i think the folks who were trading nvidia learned something that we can all learn from and that is sometimes the stock rallies into earnings and then basically is a dud after the report right so they reported after the close wednesday stock was off two and a half percent in the aftermarket and i think after everything was said and done it couldn't even muster being up one percent. I think it closed flat, close to it. So just be careful of that if you have high hopes. It's one of the reasons I advocate not making big bets in front of earnings because it's a gamble. You can't handicap what the odds are if you don't know what the odds are. Even if you do know what your bet size is, you have no idea if it's a good strategy or not. You can't go on hunches. Why? Because feelings aren't facts. We see that alive and kicking in politics, right? People have a belief system and they think that because they feel a certain way that that's the obvious choice. The uh, There's a word for it, but this isn't a show about politics on, on at least the level you might be thinking. So I got some good feedback from a post the other day about putting stops in and letting the market come to you, and, and I thought I would I would share my thoughts. Um. A person wrote in and said that they put alerts in as opposed to stops. And let me just be clear. This is not criticism. This is insight. All right? I'm in no position to tell anybody that their girlfriend is ugly, okay? Someone's been doing something successfully for a long time, then by all means, right? Go knock yourself out. You know I'm supportive of you. But this is really geared for folks who are trying to figure it out because it hasn't clicked yet. So I advocate keeping it simple, and that's the context of my remarks here. So, I wouldn't put in alerts. Uh, Feedback came in as like, well, I don't put in stops because I'm following, you know, upwards of two dozen names and it's impossible to know at any given time, this and that. And so, I put the alert in so that when it gets in the neighborhood of where I have to get off the highway, so to speak, and uh, add some risk to the portfolio, I need to evaluate a few things. And again, in the context of helping people learn this or learn how to trade profitably for the first time, I would advocate not doing that because I don't want people to overthink things at exactly the wrong minute or moment in time. The only thing that matters is price, right? And I say that knowing that if you're looking at above average volume, you're not going to see that until the end of the day. So you might as well get the order filled. And then if you don't see the volume, you can always offset it at the end of the day. It's going to be peanuts in terms of what you're making or losing, right? If you don't get stopped and you don't see the volume, you can decide that after. That's what I would do. Because you don't want to look at intraday volume. That's too random. You want to look at daily and weekly and maybe even monthly price numbers. And then you can look at average daily volume as far as looking for, you know, whether or not you're the only person who's showing up at that key inflection point. So I'm advocating that... For the folks who are out there trying it now for the first time, don't stop and stall when your, you know, stop is about to get hit. Get in the trade because the price is the most important thing. Volume's important, but price is the most important thing. And I don't want you to say time. Call a time out right at the eleven o'clock hour. That wouldn't be um, the way I would say start now. Again, if you are looking at a few different things and a few different indicators, I'd also remove those from the screen as well and focus on the price you know here's why i guarantee you if you anyone listening sent me a ticker whether it for you know great british pound u.s dollar cross interbank you can see you know gold futures or gld you could see amazon stock or mcdonald's nike coke doesn't really matter what the instrument is you could send in any name, and I bet you I could find an indicator that would show, in almost a predictive manner how the thing would have performed after the fact. But the thing is, is that after looking at, say, the 20 different names that you might send in, each of the indicators that I would find would all be completely different. This is what I was talking about in the book about emotional band-aids. And when you don't have a set plan, you're kind of out there seeking like with a kind of like a indicator Geiger counter to kind of see which one would fit. And so for one stock, if you're looking at MACD, right, it might not fit. So you look and you find, well, I have to look at something else. I have to look at Bollinger Bands. Then for the next one, you look, Bollinger Bands are inconclusive. And so you have to look at, you know, Elliott Wave. Then for the next one... You go to futures, and you're looking at Elliott Wave, and it doesn't work, so you start looking at Fibonacci or Gann Angles or whatever. And the point I'm trying to make is that you have to pick one and and have it be robust. So it needs to work across all the names, especially if you're starting out and you're just trying to put it all together. You can't hop from indicator to indicator to indicator because you're full of indecision. That's not the way to solve the problem. As I like to say, there aren't any external solutions to your internal problems. You can't put overlays over charts to see which one's going to fit and then expect to be able to trade that. You're going to get the worst of all those models. So I would say backtest your data, backtest at the portfolio level. And yes, I know that the simulators aren't necessarily cheap, but this is a, if you're going to do this as a profession, you got to get used to spending big money to develop your craft. You know, I'd love to tell you that you could do it over a cup of coffee and a of croissant every other Wednesday by going to Pete's and hanging out and reading a good book and there's plenty of good ones out there. It doesn't work that way. You learn it by doing it. And if you really want to develop your craft and get to be a pro, you've got to spend a lot of money on your education and what you're willing to pay in terms of tuition. There is no cheap way to do it. If you think you're going to come to the market with a few K and never invest in yourself, you're going to be in, at an enormous disadvantage against the people who are. And that's just the way the world works. Now, the world is kind of crazy these days, I admit, right? We're in the middle of social disarray. You've got an election coming up. We have zero interest rates, right? It's crazy. And uh, you can expect, in my take, a lot of volatility. So you can you can position size accordingly, right? Because there's lots of things that you might not expect that I might not expect coming up but we can price that in accordingly by trading smaller. Or you could measure volatility and make your bet sizes in in a certain level at a certain size so that they can withstand a shock to the system, i.e., can you see a several multiple true range day against you? If you see one several range day for you, What are you going to do at the end of the day? It would be helpful to have that all planned out ahead of time. Again, you don't want to have to do lots of analysis at the 11 o'clock hour. You need to know what you're going to do ahead of time and then bang it out. Uh, Another question that comes in about, you know, how do I get employment? You know, the trading firms out there are, you know, basically making you pay for a simulation. And, you know, if you pass the simulation, what you're paying for, you might get a grub stake and this and that. And I get it. That's not terribly new. It's been that way for a long time. Uh, It might be the easiest way out because, you know, you think of it at that point like you're applying for a job, right? Got my resume, may have a track record, right? This way I'm applying for a job. It's a different type of rejection than if you're going out to ask people for money. So what I would do for those of you who are trying to find work at a prop firm is I'd forget the prop firm route and I would go out and ask rich people to open up accounts and have them give you third-party trading authorization. This way you don't have to start a fund. You don't have to worry about getting employed at a place where you have to pay them, right? My take is they should pay you. So this way you stay in control and it's your bat and ball. It's your company. It's your track record. You get to build equity in yourself. There are With money being so cheap, there are people who are looking to back people on a whole bunch of levels. They can back you by giving you money to run. They can also back you by taking a stake in your company and making sure you have operating expenses, um, even though everyone's largely working from home these days. So there shouldn't be a lot of overhead. I've always said, and I've published plenty of things on the blog here about marketing, raising assets, how to talk to backers. You can look it all up here. It's all free. But if you can develop that skill, even though you're like, dude, I'm a trader. I'm like, that's great. Every, tell me something new, right? Doing this for a long time. Everyone wants to shoot the gun and no one wants to get the bullets. So if you don't know how to do that, then you have to find somebody to go do it. Because the world of trying to get, you know, in on like a prop trading desk with limited to a very short-term track record, most likely not trading size, it's very, very difficult, And so you're going to find yourself being frustrated going in through that process, right? So I would say take back your power and go out and raise your own money. And well, you're like, well, Mike, I don't want to face that rejection. Well, then fine. You can sit at home watching CNBC all day, daydreaming about having your dream job. I mean, if you can't envision going out and being successful in something, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, these are the rules of the game here. They're not different from anybody. You know, they're, they're the same for everybody. You have to go out and carve it out of stone. So the reason why it's very, very difficult. And I'm sorry for the, it's not my style, obviously, if you've listened to this show long enough to be tough love, but I'd rather tell you the straight facts. There are very, very limited opportunities. Two were in the middle of COVID, COVID-19, so who knows what the hell the hiring process is anymore. Some of these firms don't even know what, what the hiring process is, even if they're accepting res- resumes. You know, how are they going to do it? Over Zoom? And then what? How are they supposed to size you up without having meet, without being able to meet you in person? So I would basically take your time and dream bigger dreams and put yourself in the driver's seat. Control your own destiny and not worry about other people. If you know how to pick up the phone, if you know how to write an email, you can certainly go ask people for money. The worst thing they can do is say no. How bad is that? I don't understand that. I don't know why people are so chicken to face rejection. And you want to be a trader. (laughs) Getting rejection from a potential backer is the least of your worries when you're going to go try to trade futures and commodities against the people that I'm trading against. My God, they will clean my clock in about three seconds or shorter. That is not the biggest concern. So study some marketing, learn how to ask people for money, There's plenty of free resources at my site, and if you don't know where to start, then shoot me an email, and I'll point you in the right direction, at least give you like a three, four, five-step action plan, and you can go out and start the process. And if you start it now, you get closer and closer to the yes, right? The more you invite the rejection, the more you invite the failure, the closer you're going to get to the success, but it's not going to come and kick you in the ass if you don't go do it. The world doesn't work like that. You can't make great amounts of return if you don't take the risk. And if you're not going to be willing to take the risk, then you're you're dislocated from the actuality of how the world works. Now, some people hire marketers. If you have a really good track record with substantial assets, like a million or more, right? Where you've had to manage risk and not just buy friggin' Google on the IPO, right? Where you actually can demonstrate that you can create alpha, there may be smaller third party. Marketers, TPMs as they're called, third party marketers who would be interested in working with you for a piece of the action. That's typically a share in the fees. They might take half the management fee and they might take half of the incentive fee for the money that they raise for you, but you've got bullets now to shoot your gun. So that's the world we live in. And, uh, you know, I'd rather be very deliberate and decisive and point you in the right direction now than be wishy-washy and tell you that yeah man keep trying keep hustling cuz that's empty and vapid and it doesn't help you it's it's also passionless you know i know how the business works and i know where the pockets of opportunities are and it's very very difficult and that's why it's aside from the fact that people don't have a lot of self-awareness it's why a lot of people fail cuz it's hard to raise the money so for all the charts that you're trying to read, crap that you're reading on Twitter about bullish chart patterns and that nonsense. Go learn marketing skills because if you can go out and raise 10 million dollars, <laughs> you can go out and trade and risk $1000 on every trade with 10 million, you'll have a long career while you're trying to figure it out. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. As you have the money, you got the management fees, if you got the fees, you can invest in your future and your education and and whatever else that you need. So keep that in mind you need to start with a plan and you have to have a vision and you have to be able to see yourself successfully you have to be able to see yourself doing this and being a big success if you can't do that and you come in all apologetically with your hat in your hand forget it you're done before you start you have to be bold you have to d- dream big dreams you have to have a fantastic goal as in a fantasy goal even if you don't you know even if you don't know how you're going to get there it has to scare you if it doesn't scare you, you have absolutely no motivation and no passion to go get it. Then you're just wasting your days going through cooker, cookie, cookie crutter crap. So be bold. It's your life. You can set it up exactly the way you want it. Just don't wait for someone to give you permission. You should come to the mindset like I have. Wherever you're sitting, you're at the head of the table. Because people will pay you for your leadership. They're not going to pay you to be a beta male. Sorry to say, not in this business, maybe another business, you know, no problem. But the reason people pay you to run their money is because they want leadership. They want leadership. You need to be decisive. You need to tell them exactly what to do and how. Then you need to tell them exactly how you're going to do it. They will appreciate it. They will appreciate your boldness because it shows passion. It shows conviction. No one's going to pay you to be passionless about their money shouldn't be a big revelation. Anywho, happy Friday. I'm happy that you're here. If you have any other thoughts or concerns, please send them my way. I'll always do my best to help you out or be helpful and uh, certainly be real. If you'd like a free copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading, my book, you can get it for free. It's on me. Go to Martin Chronicle, download it today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.